Hi, this is Dustin's brother Brennan, and I don't listen to None Taken because that would give Dustin a little bit of satisfaction, and we all know we can't have that. What up, dude? Uh, what is up? Not, not a lot. I'm actually super excited to do this. Man, I've been in the sun a lot, including this weekend. We'll talk about it. But Natasha just called me a redneck, and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Your the back of your neck is like burnt red." I'm like, "It's actually red." Well, I was on top of the house today with a, a leaf blower clearing all the debris off the roof. I, I suppose. Well, look at you. I, I do feel a bit like a redneck, <laughs> Mister Homeowner. Yeah, I don't know. Do people do that? You get on your leaf on your <laughs> roof with a leaf blower and just think that's I, a normal. <laughs> that's not the way to clean that, right? Like, you take a hose to it or something. No, I, I've never heard of anybody doing it with a leaf blower, but I don't see why it wouldn't work. I mean, I mean they're clearly. lightweight. You know, you yeah. Can, I'm gonna let go of the leaf blower if I think I'm gonna fall. Like, I'll grab Was it, it. You know, an electric leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. my uh, yeah. Toro from my. Ooh. Yeah. That's not. Nice. This isn't house talk. We don't do that. Um, <laughs> I have a question, I think, for you, and then I actually have. Believe it or not, I have like an upbeat audio to start the show with. Can you believe this? Wow, that's wild. I know. I know. Um, let's see. Um, oh, okay. I do have a question for you. Yes, I, I knew I had a good question for you. I'm excited about this one. This one came to me. Uh, isn't it weird that we had a president named Abraham? That is weird. Like other than Barack. Like, haven't all our presidents' names been like Joe, John, Tyler, like, Grover? Yeah, well, Grover. Yeah, I guess there's a Grover. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Abraham is a little. That, that is. <laughs> you fucking said it. Just a Sesame Street character. <laughs> okay, Abraham is weird though, right? Like, that's weird. Yeah, isn't there something like? Ironic or something about like not letting the South leave his land? Like, isn't that? <laughs> Oh no, that's separation. Moses. That's Moses that didn't. That's different. Yeah, guy. <laughs> I was Abraham's the. Gu- oh, Abraham's the guy who was going to kill his son, right? Right. right. Yeah, Isaac. Actually, I think we're onto something. <laughs> How is that's that's kind of this? If you know what, this has been a simulation this whole time. We're just finally advancing enough in technology to be Figure able to. It out. Like, yeah, back then they'd be like, this Abraham guy is going to literally kill his son to save the country, like. Uh- <laughs> Not his son, but you you get my metaphor, right? I upset the I get dog. The metaphor. Did you hear the dog? I don't know if it was on my I heard the dog, yeah. I got to not react when the dogs bark inaudibly. Um, well, like I said, I have an upbeat uh, I have an upbeat audio for you. Okay. I have let's an go. upbeat record. Uh, let's see. Where is this file? Let's go. I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> Alan's that yelling wasn't at me. Oh, just, I'm so bad at that wasn't a complaint. Like this. I was just, uh, you know, I was like, let's go. Okay. Like, you know. Brandon. I was excited. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Christian sent this in. Uh, Listener Christian sent this in. All right. I'm Joe Cunningham, and I'm running for governor of South Carolina. I'm going to tell you something that you're probably not used to hearing. The truth. So here it goes. Airline pilots are forced to retire age 65. Federal law enforcement officers, 57. Alan, I forgot to mention, this is like what you remember last week uh, behind the paywall. You read that article about... The olds being catered mm-hmm. on, or what is it? What was it? it? Was like the youngs running Washington. The, the young people that are like behind the scenes actually running the government. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. this guy's whole fucking campaign. Judges really? here in South Carolina, seventy-two. What? Have you ever noticed that politicians hardly ever retire? Our country and our state are being run by a geriatric oligarchy. Alex said that. People who stay in office <laughs> way past their prime. I mean, some of these folks have been clinging on to power for 30, 40, even 50 years. The same people running our country and our state 
are the same people who'd ask you to come over and reset their router. Oh. Hey, Joe, <laughs> router's out again. This is our governor and my opponent, Henry McMahon. Hold on. I, okay, I, that guy, his dad's in the house with him. Does he live at home? Is that what he's implying? I, I think that's what he's implying. Because yes. he's going to say he's uh, been in politics. This guy's been in politics since 82, and he wasn't born yet. So, you know, a lot of guys in their 30s live at home these days. Is that is that this, this guy's just... running for governor? <laughs> Our governor and my opponent, Henry McMaster. And he's been in politics longer than I've been alive. Literally. And where's it gotten us? South Carolina is near the bottom when it comes to schools and teacher pay. We're dead last in roads, and crime is the highest it's ever been. If Governor McMaster was a coach in the SEC, he'd been fired a long time ago. That goes great in so South Carolina. So here's my point. That's a good sign. I bet. The folks who are making a career out of politics are making a mess of our country. The music That's changed. why it's time to put term limits mm, and serious. age limits on politicians. Age limits. It'll bring new blood and new ideas to the table. That's why I want to legalize marijuana and sports betting and then use that money to give our teachers a raise and fix our roads. Let's fight climate change and put people to work while doing it. And how about this? Let's move towards eliminating the state income tax to keep more money in your pocket. But to do any of that, we've got to stop seeing each other as enemies and start seeing one another as people again. That's what I did in Congress. It's how I got two of my bills signed into law by a Republican president. Our campaign is not a contest between Democrat and Republican or left versus right. It's about the past versus the future. First versus last. New ideas versus no ideas. So whether you voted for Biden or Trump or even Henry McMaster sometime in the last 40 years, I'm asking for your support. Hey, Joe, this damn router's blinking at me. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> right, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to None Taken. The internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is July 11th, 2022. Nailed it. It's a great day for America. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And Alan is in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here, recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. I've got a bunch of audio for you on this week's sound show, so please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. We don't have an advertising budget, y'all are ads. If you haven't left us, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review and be sure to tell all your friends about us. Word-of-mouth advertising is essential for a growing podcast. Repeat the last line. You can find None Taken on all major social media apps. Sorry, Truth Central. 
a great way to help out the show is to give us all your money. So search for an untaken on Venmo and chip in what you think is fair with the one with the zebra logo. Your support keeps the show going. Be like Slick It's Digital for all your SEO and marketing needs. If you're trying to improve your brand, SlickIt'sDigital.com. Hell yeah. What is up, Alan? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thank you, listener Christian, for sending that uh, yeah. opening clip in. That Dude, was pretty, pretty damn That's good, like the most untaken politician other than Jared Polis in... Uh, Colorado. Those are like my two favorites. Like if we have and two go- uh, and Fetterman, I like that Fetterman guy. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking yeah. governor wise. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, no, he's, that was, that was great. Yeah. I don't even, I've never heard of that guy. I know. Uh, I either. like him. I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What did I get up to last week? Not a whole hell of a lot. I am still in my ongoing recovery from yeah. shingles. I feel like um, at this point I'm almost resigned to just be like, well, this is kind of going to be my life now. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Oh, man. Like, I, I, I'm a Eventually, is there such thing as long term shingles like that, man? I've talked to people who oh, no, I've talked to people who said they've had symptoms for like a year after. Okay, Uh, but but not extreme. Just, you know, some there's some symptoms and then eventually it goes away. Okay, Um, All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. At this point, I'm just kind of trying to. There's no such thing as shingles for life. As far as I know, there's no such thing. It's not like bad boys. No, or uh, okay. Marion Barry. Okay. Mayor for Marybella. life. Marybella. Marybella. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets that. Nobody gets that. Uh, okay. Well, I'm How glad I, that, you, I mean, you do, I, I hope you feel marginally better every week. Maybe it's imperceptible. I do. I do. And it's just like, it's just such baby steps, I'm man. Sorry, it feels man. like, yeah. it feels like some days are like, you know, I'm, I'm making a lot of progress and then it's just, yeah. you know, other days yeah. it's like bad days. Yeah. It's just, you know, things aren't always linear. I yeah, talked maybe. to a guy this weekend that uh, he had shingles in his early thirties as well too, man. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's I, the more more I talk about it, the more I find out other people have experienced. Yeah, I know, it. right? Yeah, and just the but, but it's very it's very varied. Yeah, um, the the experience people have with it, it's just it depends on your body. Yeah, so that's just where I'm at. Yeah, man, so. you got a bad one, not a bad body, yeah. a bad response. No, oh I, fuck, yeah, I, I gotta got move on my life. Uh, so <laughs> on the Sunday we went to the lake again. That's just kind of our thing. Um, it's your weekend thing now. Yeah, it's man. Just it's great. We paddle the boards out. We set our chairs up. The water level was super high from all the rain. So, like, mm-hmm. there was less shore. And uh, we took Addie, though, and she just sat on the shore and just barked. And uh, she was okay. She shivered like an Olsen twin. Um, then <laughs> Petra is loving it, though, man. Like, she gets better every weekend with it. Like, she's recently, she's learned while she's like, either walking or swimming in shallow water, she splashes with her front feet and tries to catch the water. Like, oh, that's cute. It's the she has such good self play. Like, yeah, like yeah. that's so cool for a dog. That's um, awesome. I had a pee chair. Natasha didn't like that. I uh, we, the water was right by our chairs, and I was like, oh, I can just roll the sleeve of my pants up and uh, <laughs> or my shorts, and uh, I don't need to act this out. You can't see, right? I just, sorry, the camera's tilted up. Uh, yeah, and I, so I just, you know, busted one right into the shore. And she's like, that's going to be all over here. I'm like, no, the water's like coming and going and going and coming. Like, come on, it's not going to, it's no big deal. Parts per million, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. PPM. Uh, PPM. Hey, look at that. That's a joke there. Uh, speaking of PPs, we saw a snake, and that was about time to go. Um, yeah, but it was a little snake and we were like, Hey, get out of here. Once I like stood up, it was like, Hey, I don't want to be there. It was, <laughs> was it, it was a water snake. I, yes. Or? It was a water snake. I'm sorry. Okay. I guess I didn't tell you that. Yeah. It was like swimming around. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't like these. Like aren't like 90% of all water snakes venomous. Like, yeah, yeah. Most of them are. Hard, right. So we're like, get out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, we made some friends, uh, when we went out on Saturday night, um, one of the people, one of the people in the group that we were at 
I don't want to give away their spot. They are familiar with Jack White and they were talking about him being a guest on a podcast. And I was like, I should bring up him being a guest <laughs> on our podcast, but I didn't get to the point where I had the confidence to do that yet. We are just starting to be friends. I don't need to ruin it with my <laughs> podcast talk, but th- we might have an in with Jack White. That would be so fucking sick. I that lived in Detroit. Amazing. He's from Detroit. I live in Nashville now. He lives in Nashville. Like we can do this. We can do this. Alan, I don't know if you noticed this, but listen, do you hear that? That's right, you don't, because I got a new chair, and it doesn't fucking squeak. Oh, it doesn't squeak. It doesn't squeak. I'm bumping around in it. Nothing's (laughs) happening. I'm so fucking happy. Although, I fucked up big time, because when this guy came over, I was just like, yeah, it was a really good chair, but it just didn't work in our studio. Um, You know, I do a podcast, and it just, like, actually, I don't think I said that it squeaked. I was just like, it didn't fit in our studio. Um, Mm. And it's not like it squeaks all the fucking time, right? Like, it's just just unfortunate whenever it did Inopportune times, yeah. Um, and he started talking about how he wants it because he's getting into voiceover work. In my defense, none of the connections clicked. He had mm. left for about like five minutes later, and I'm just in the living room watching tennis, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Natasha. That guy's going to listen to our podcast where I, every, like, every episode I've been MFing this chair that squeaks all the fucking time. And he's going to be like, well, I bought it to do voice work, you cunt. Like, I gave him, I said MF, but I said the C word. Uh, right. I gave him microphone recommendations. Like, it was, it was awkward, man. It was awkward. <laughs> but yeah, Monday, sun, Sunday was fun. Sunday was fun, like I said. Did you just sell it, like, on Craigslist or yeah, what? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace, 100 bucks. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I don't think I'm going to talk about our rest. I, I think that's quite uh, the bit of our personal life. Do you want to get into yeah, uh, some of this comedy, comedy cavalcade? Yeah, let's. it is better to say comedy cavalcade, right? I wanted to get away from that because that feels taken. Somebody said that, right? Oh, that was what Don and Mike were called. They were like a comedy cavalcade. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's why I heard it. Yeah, I'm sure it's been used before. I think it's good though. I like it. <laughs> You're telling me a radio DJ didn't come up with something? <laughs> good point. Right. Uh, well, let's start off with. Uh, well, it wouldn't be none taken if we didn't have some lighthearted gender-based humor, right, Alan? Indeed, indeed. Okay. That means I misgendered her baby. We were in a long line and said, hey, uh, she dropped her binky. She was like, you mean his binky? He's a boy. It's obvious he's a boy. He's wearing blue. Boys wear blue. And the best thing about this conversation is she had on the blue cardigan. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? You're right, sir. I apologize. It's Kiri Shabazz. I didn't mean to ruin this father-son moment. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that one bit. <laughs> Very upset about that. He tried to hit me, but I was wearing a pink shirt. I was like, mm-hmm. can't hit a lady. No, no, no. I almost closed that tab. I was like, I know there's one more joke in this. I try not to listen to these all the time before. Like, I'll start them and we'll be like, ah, that's good enough. Let's put it in the show. Uh, and in fact, I can't remember if Thrash or Hue sent that in. Hue, did I say it right? I sure you 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 said it great the other episode and I had to cut that scene out because we were talking about a news headline and halfway through I was like no, I don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> I was like well I shouted out our listener in Vietnam but all right wait what's oh, H-U-Y I played H- it here I oh, just don't say wait. names yeah okay that's what I said then yeah 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 you said it right all right well one of those like Huawei there. you know what yes and spelled differently right yes okay yes, well, well Chinese. That's not helpful. I can't get that straight in my head. It's okay. Thanks, man. Uh, Well, it wouldn't be none taken without some lighthearted racial fun. Is that isn't that right, Alan? (laughs) Sure, sure. But that's what brown parents do. They say you should marry somebody brown to preserve the culture. But I think if you really wanted your son to preserve the culture, you would tell him to marry a white girl. This is Elingon Mitra. 
because nobody loves other cultures <laughs> more than white girls. Like if I if I marry an Indian girl, she will wear a sari to the wedding. But if I marry a white girl, she will wear a sari to the grocery. <laughs> Just to rub it in the face of the other white girls. Just be like, oh, this, oh, this is just something that's worn in the Western region of India. <laughs> but I love what you have on. <laughs> that's uh, Alangan Mitra. I like that. That was pretty. And that's, again, that was good. That was either way or. Uh... Thrash bastard. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't remember who sent those. Uh, that, you know what? Same goes with this one. So you know what? This might have been. These all could have been from Paul. So now I don't know. Now now I. Uh, this one says thrash. I think this is this thrash. thrash. Okay then. Uh, well, sorry, Paul. You send in a lot of comedy too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this one. Oh, like I said, Alan. Right. It wouldn't be none taken without a uh, stories about a wacky misunderstanding, right? Indeed. My childhood cat, Callie, died, and I texted my friend Jenna the news of Callie's death, but what I didn't realize was that autocorrect changed the name Callie into Kelly, which is the name of our best friend. Yeah. Since I didn't realize the name had changed, this is the text conversation we had. Hey, Jenna, I've got some sad news. Kelly's dead. <laughs> what? What happened? She got hit by a car. <laughs> oh my god! Did you call an ambulance? <laughs> I already buried her. <laughs> Speaking of white girls, uh, that's uh, Kelsey Cook. Uh, she's Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh, it said part one, so there's a part two. I guess I'll play it next week. Uh, and then this one is sent in by listener Alan. Ooh. Hey, it wouldn't be none taken without talking about uh, automation and robots in the future, right? It wouldn't be none taken right. without that. Well, then. People were scared that robots were going to take away jobs. <laughs> Which is crazy because, like, wasn't that the whole point <laughs> of robots? <laughs> They're gonna do the work for us? How do we get to the point where somebody's like, oh, we don't have to work anymore? And we're all like, no! <laughs> Fucking brainwash. <laughs> what happened? Like, do you think when the car was invented and they broke the news to the horse? <laughs> And they were like, hey, this is just in. The cart pulls itself. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Do you think the horse is like, I have a family of things. I just put hay on the table. <laughs> no, the horse is like, that's perfect. 
I didn't even like getting whipped, honestly. <laughs> uh, this is Jordan Thulis. I don't know how to say that. It's, I thought that was great. Yeah, and it, it kind of echoed conversation, more serious conversation that we had in the show a couple right? weeks ago, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially with like automation and lifestyle not improving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be none taken without inappropriate racial slurs, right? <laughs> I mean. Say a slur, you know? Never. Don't ever say a slur. Unless you're getting murdered. Then you think, you're already getting murdered. <laughs> You know? Like if I'm getting strangled by a gay man. I'm saying the F word. No. Just to ruin his day. What's he gonna do? Tell somebody? Like, oh, you wouldn't believe what I was called the other day. Oh, what were you doing? Never mind. It'll never say it again. All right. Uh, <laughs> That's when you get the pass. Let's just keep this going. Um, it wouldn't be none taken without some misogyny, right, Alan? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Uh, this is sent in by listener Alan. Because <laughs> women don't get along. And I know there's this movement. Yes, we do. But you don't. You're at the movement with a picket sign, and you have the same one. You're like, oh, fuck this. I mean, <laughs> it's And that's sad to me, because you're easily the better of the two sexes. (laughs) You should own everything, but you're busy bickering your way to second place. It's crazy to me. A man could punch a man in the face and have a beer with that saved man five minutes later. A lady could hear some shit she maybe thought was about her and hate that bitch till she dies. It's crazy, you guys. Did you hear the women in the crowd going, oh, no. (laughs) I don't know how much longer jokes like that are still going to be funny, but that was still funny, I thought. It's still funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Did you notice that theme where I kept saying it wouldn't be none taken without, and it got increasingly more and more inappropriate? More and more, yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you picked up on that. It was escalating. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I, you know, I think I'm too subtle. Turns out, no. no. Turns out, no. no. (laughs) Never too subtle. That is not a thing. came across just fine. Not a thing I possess. Um... (laughs) Uh, this has been kind of all over the internet. It's being remixed and stuff. I still think it's funny. Really no sense to me. How did they deliver pizzas before GPS was a thing? I, I mean, I'll tell you how. Like, I delivered pizzas before GPS was a thing. That's how fucking old we are. Which is kind of like the point of this. Is like, hey, you know what? People complaining about it. You're the old one. So maybe you should just chill for a little bit. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, you you had five pizzas still to deliver. Or, like, three, you'd have, like, maybe three run, three houses you hit up on a run, right? And mm-hmm. there's a big map on the wall and you'd see where it their address is. And you said, okay, I'm going to drive up there. Yeah, exactly. So like you, you picked where the three were going and mm-hmm. then you were like, okay, I'm going to, you know, you'd memorize your directions to the first house, memorize your directions to the next house, memorize your directions to the next house after that. Like it, and then you kept a map in your truck, which was, or your car. Like a Thomas guide. Or yeah. Something. Thomas guide, which is a thing that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> right. <ever>. Right. <laughs> but like that, it was a thing and it wasn't hard. Like you just memorized where you were turning at. It was like that light, this one. And then once you know the area, you just always knew how to get to those places. But right. Right. I'm answering that way too literally. Aren't I? <coughs> I'm answering I think, that. I think, I'm, I'm answering that way too literally. Aren't I? I no, I think it's fine, but I, I think we were better navigators before we had oh, GPS. Oh, one like we rely on it way thousand too much. percent, totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, oh, the next video started to play. Uh, no, you're totally <laughs> right. Like, oh, man. come on. Stop it. You're ruining the joke. I guess I'll just hold this here and I'll let go since it'll play whenever I let go. Uh, all right. Next clip. Apparently you fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Are we doing, this, uh, how about that? Uh, oh, this is how about that. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Thanks, Alan. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this is a how about that video. Um, this may be a solution for people that are upset about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Um, okay. My fellow black men, not our us, country so needs us. Now, the only way that the Supreme Court is going to change their decision to overturn Roe v. Wade is if we get all of their daughters pregnant, essentially. <laughs> now, those of us on the front lines will be met with the I, battalion. I, I, of tunic hat. Hold on. He said consensually, but I need to I need to point out that this whole video is shot in like one or two cuts, but he had to cut in to say consensually. So like a little like <laughs> it was I'm an glad, afterthought. I'm glad he didn't forget. Now, those right, of right. us on the front lines will be met with a battalion of tuna casseroles, awkward dinner conversations, and showering with no washcloths. But as long as every white Republican's daughter has an impending Jaden, Kyrie, or Nathaniel in their wombs, then women across the country will once again have autonomy over their bodies. Black man, I hope to see you on the other side. God bless you. And God bless America. It's, it's creative problem solving, I suppose. And uh, it's like jujitsu, right? You're using their weaknesses against them, or is that judo? I get them confused. I think it's jujitsu. Yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, you don't like this? Well, why don't we, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> look who hangs out in the same places? Maybe I'll talk to your daughters. Like, yeah. uh, okay. all this, all the daughters are going to be like sixty, though, based on how old. Oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So I don't know if that's really going to yeah. work out. Yeah. Maybe the granddaughters would be. Hey, man, you got to put in work. Where you, I mean, you know, no. I, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say this on the show. Yeah. His, <laughs> okay, did I ever tell you about the time that I um, took a tequila shot and like in that moment I could see like the people I had just been dancing with like, in the group that I was getting a shot from and I threw up in my mouth and ran outside and threw up in a planter no yeah, Jesus that's yeah, awful there was uh, yeah. so, I mean it happens it rough, you know like you know, rough time. <laughs> still got it in hey <laughs> <laughs> right, you heard about these Georgia Guidestones getting destroyed Alan it, I did, did were you posted. familiar with the Georgia Georgia Guidestones before that I posted something about it in the story I think so yeah okay. uh, yeah I was not familiar with them but prior no it's like the uh, Stonehenge of middle America yeah if that they had existed before like 1980 yeah, right right yeah. right so uh, well let's play this clip I'm gonna play a clip I'm gonna do something that I normally wouldn't do I'm gonna play mm. a clip of John Oliver oh I'm sorry last week tonight uh, it, it's from an old episode of last week tonight from like I don't know, five years ago, something like that. Uh, okay. Actually, no, I think it was like a fucking month ago. Hold on. I think that's part of why this is weird. So like about a month ago, he played this, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. I'll get a date on this. Specifically, the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, May 2022. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Um, so this is... So, okay, the Georgia Guidestones are four tall, like obelisk like pillars like granite slabs slabs with some etchings on each side so eight sides because four pillars with two sides each and then they're arranged uh almost like a plus sign except the parts that intersect there's nothing there so it's just like the 
the, the, the gap, the, a gap there. And there's like yeah. a stone on the top that's touching, uh, connecting all the stones together. So, mm-hmm. um, for a while people have been like, Hey, sort of conspiratorial towards these guide stones. And he's going to talk about that in more detail in this clip. And in post, I'm going to edit out all the times that John Oliver talks to make it funnier. Because it turns out they are a roadside attraction in Elbert County, Georgia. And Taylor is actually not the only one with a sense of animosity towards them. The Guidestones are the centerpiece of a lot of online conspiracy theories, which kind of makes sense. They were. I, I should correct my statement. I'm going to cut out his like extra jokes that aren't funny. His little like Family Guy <laughs> cutaways. Yeah, his asides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Erected centuries ago by ancient druids, except they weren't. They were put up in 1980. (laughs) And the man who commissioned them did so under a pseudonym. There are also a functioning astronomical calendar and some think they have paranormal properties like this guy. If he doesn't talk about the pseudonym, about like the people that didn't use their real name to like buy it or to finance it, we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. later. When you take pictures of it, you get a blue orb. You know what? I, for one, believe him. Not about the blue orb, that is ridiculous. What I believe him about is the scheduling. I fully believe that some days that man thinks to himself, oh no, I've only been up to see the ball of energy twice this week. I'm gonna have to move some stuff around. Stop it, Alan. The stones also feature massive engravings that have been the subject of a lot of investigation. As you can see on this episode of the History Channel's Decoded. Looks like there's a bunch of different languages. I just Googled this, and, and we've got English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. It seems like, to me, it seems like a weird new Ten Commandments. Is it ten? Ten? That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, good catch. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Is it a good catch? Is that the weirdest thing about the 20-foot Stonehenge outside of Atlanta? The number 10? Also, to television editors everywhere, next time you're sitting in the edit bay watching footage of a middle-aged man slowly count to 10, (laughs) don't put it to dramatic music. You can just edit it out. People will honestly thank you. In fact, here are 10 reasons why you should do that. But they are right in that the stones feature weird aspirational instructions, mostly vague catch-all edicts like protect people and nations with fair laws and balance personal rights with social duties and guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. You know, some broad, feel-good precepts mixed in with some light to medium eugenics. But, But the line that the controversy focuses on reads, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. And I will say, at this point, you could see how anyone who believes in, say, a Satanist New World Order cabal might see that as a bit of a red flag. And as long as these stones have been around, which is, again, since 1980, (laughs) people have been scared shitless by them. Some believed they were a satanic altar, while in 2014, conspiracy theorists cited the Guidestones as proof that the Ebola outbreak would kill off much of humanity. And in 2018, Marjorie Taylor Greene... Oh, yeah, she's involved here, too. I mean, how would she not be? She endorsed the idea that the Guidestones revealed a world genocide plot. And after hearing a bunch of things... I, I, I need to stop. I don't know if he's going to say this or fucking not. I just, I have to. I have to. They were made in 1980. What was going on in 1980? 
Cold the War. Cold Fucking War. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Alan. They were made for a post-apocalypse where you would have roaming tribal humans and right. some message written in multiple languages. Wow, shocker. With like sort of guidance as to recommendations as to how to restart a society. Like... My only question is, why do you put it in the middle of fucking nowhere, Georgia? Like, why do you think that's where they're going to be like, well, we were going to start over. So we picked this spot where it's way too fucking hot. Sometimes hurricanes come through. It gets frozen. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like, like that's like just some hill in Georgia where like the earth has reclaimed everything other than, you know, everything in Atlanta is gone. That's all gone. We're out in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. And we found these rocks because that's where we restarted life. Of course not. Of fucking course not. Like you'd get there eventually maybe, but like, am I right? You're, you're right. You're, I mean, you're taking this really literally. And people, clearly, the people there, that built this there thing was, were <laughs> there. Okay, so there was. So the guy approached like a stonemason and said, "Here, I want to get this made." And he gave him the the blueprints for it. They were right. detailed with what they wanted. Obviously, it's right. like astro- astrological lineup or what. I the where, fucking yeah. Do that. Uh, and the and the the contractor like overquoted them because he didn't want to do it. And then they were like, sure, we'll do it. And he's like, fuck. So then he, part of what he overquoted them was consultation fees. They connected with a bunch of people to make it made right. It got erected. The one thing though, that guy used a pseudonym. They say, I don't, I actually wasn't sure about that, but um, sure. And the, he, he said he represents a group of investors that wish, wish to remain nameless. Like, okay. Like, like, yeah, that's weird. That's really fucking weird. But like it sounds like people that wish to be remain nameless probably for these reasons because they'll be considered right. like cultists. It's like no, it's we think that Gorbachev and uh, who Reagan, Reagan are going to end gonna the, world. the world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> because the Russians think that he's talking about the end of the world because of nukes. Turns out we can all laugh in thirty years when the whole time he was just an evangelical and the Russians didn't understand that. That's <laughs> that's a hilarious fact that we found out recently. <laughs> Oh, do I have to play the rest of this? Are we good? Are we good no, on the Guidestones? Okay, I've had enough, yeah, John yeah. Oliver. I, you know, I'm going to play most of it with him. I'm not going to edit much of him because I kind of liked it and upset about yeah, it admitting that. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But he does talk funny, and I don't like it. Uh, I'm going to play how about an that? old clip. Oh, we're still doing all about how. Are we still on How About That? Did we get in? We are, yeah. No, we're still. Oh, dear how Lord. about that? Oh, man. Are you telling me that's There's a lot was? of How About That. Holy shit. Um, well, what's up next? Let's play. I've played him a few times on here. Do you mind if I play another clip from Dave Smith? Go for it. Likely libertarian candidate for president. It's right, right. All but assumed. Uh, let's see. It's uh, it's only 40 seconds. If you are against the entire COVID regime, all of the mandates, all of the, the lockdowns, all of the passports, all of it. If you're against the entire warfare state, all of it, every single one of these military conflicts, if you want to end audit, destroy the Federal Reserve, if you want to end the cronyism in this country, if you want to end the police state and the war on drugs, that's enough. That's enough. one of us i see okay can i tell you what bugs me about that yeah i i don't want to be one of us in that conversation i liked many of the things he said but Mm -hmm. like they're just so absolutist with things they're like if you because he's like if you're against everything with covid all of it all of it and i'm like what if it's some of it i like like i i hated a lot of it 
But you're saying all of it? No, I guess not. And then and then at the end, he's like, that's enough. It's like, would he be, be literally 100% with you on five different topics? Like, no, I expect to disagree with a lot of what a politician is going to stand for. Like, that's outrageous. Like, nobody nobody's going to agree with 300 million different people exactly 100% of the way. And then if you're insisting on that being like the dominant way of ruling society, that completely rejects pluralism. And it drives me crazy. Like... Well, so he's saying that in some sort of attempt to unite the party because he yes. thinks that those are yes. tenets that he's that speaking to a room of libertarians, which is right. But I would be in that room like, like, wait, I, I don't yeah. like what, what you're saying. Because like, I mean, I, there's probably something on each one of those topics except the Fed, Alan, right? All right. Sure, sure. Like, Alan, did you listen to that, uh, that audio book I sent you yet? I haven't got to it yet. Oh, no, I, gotta listen I will. Okay. I'm finishing new map first. And okay, then. cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, me asking you a dumb question in the middle of it is pretty on brand. So let's just move on to the next topic. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a clip of friend of the show, show economist, uh, Connor yeah, Mortel Connor. is mentioned on the human action podcast, which is a Mises Institute podcast, uh, that he helps produce. He's like their producer. Um, but he's also summer intern for Jeff Deist at the Mises Institute. And I'm going to play a clip from their podcast, shouting him out. And listeners, you might be wondering, why is he taking the time to do that? Well, if you go intern at a, you know, distributor of note of this type of information that we like to play on our show and the host of that podcast shouts you out, I'll gladly play you too. It happened. Absolutely. From an ethical perspective. And in part, Bob, this issue is raised uh, by summer intern Connor Mortel helped me with some data a week or so ago uh, for an article we published called Rising Interest Rates May Blow Up the Federal Budget. All right, you're going to get bored if we're going to talk about interest rates, Alan, but we got to <laughs> shout out Connor when we can. And that's, yeah, that that's was fun really cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, you remember that guy, Jordan Peterson? I do remember that guy. Uh, but he had a shocking admission. Uh, yeah, this is going shocking. on on Instagram. I can't wait to play this for you. Uh, get ready, okay? It's going to be shocking. I'm ready. Are you ready? Get ready, America. I don't know exactly how to have sex since I wasn't <laughs> informed, and I'm probably doing it wrong. No doubt I owe some apologies for that and I'm trying to learn. I don't have sex with girls. I would rather die than do that. I might also just be gay, although who the hell knows in these increasingly strange days. First, breasts, 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 breasts. And second, come, 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 come. That doesn't exist, by the way. It's a serious disease. Delete. I don't know exactly. I didn't hear the end of it before. Come, 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 come. That doesn't exist, by the way. It's a serious disease. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, thanks. Oh, yeah, thanks, me. Um, I, would, you know, I don't know who made that, but how about that, right, Alan? Uh, how about as Alan said, the uh, how about that segment is heavy this week. Heavy, how about that? <laughs> oh, we had this one. So this is, who's Nina Turner? She, former senator or something from Ohio? Man, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know that off top. Of okay, I'll find out. Well, this was on. She shared this, and and it says it's Nina Turner, Ohio, with a blue check. Yeah, mark. former former Ohio State Senator. And it it just says they or she, her in her bio, which means Democrat, right? right. <laughs> yeah, in democracy. Sure. Well, this, you call this a democracy, Alan? It costs two billion to become president. They're twenty five percent of the total prisoners in the world. They spend over eight hundred billion a year. Should we get uh, Should we get Natasha in here to translate this? Yeah, I think we might need a translator there. Natasha, can you translate? <laughs> this guy's not Australian, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> that's just funnier. Then we should get her in here. <laughs> Natasha, help! I'm doing a workout. Oh, sorry. Love you. 
She's doing a workout. Let's pretend I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> they spend over 800 billion a year on arms, which is uh, more than most of the world put together. They've been at war for 250 years since their state was formed 275 years ago. But they can't afford universal health care. They can't afford the 1.7 trillion debt forgiveness for students. They can't afford forward a program for the one pint for the 17 million children that go to bed hungry is this a functioning democracy what's your idea of a democracy bernie sanders wasn't even allowed to win the nomination for the democrats the americans couldn't spell democracy probably right on the last one like i i wondered the percentage of misspellings at least it would be higher than you'd want right it would definitely be higher than you'd like, yes. Uh, speaking of functioning democracies, this... Uh... No, the Iraq war wasn't about oil. Just listen to John Abizid, the head of the U.S. Central Command who oversaw the entire Middle East during the war. Of course it's about oil. We can't really deny that. <laughs> well, f*** him. What does he know? How about Chuck Hagel? Now, this guy was the Secretary of Defense during the Obama administration. People say we're not fighting for oil. Of course we are. Well, what the fuck is a defense secretary anyway? Here we go. This is Alan Greenspan. He was the head of the Federal Reserve. Need I say more? I mean, come on. I am saddened that it is politically inconvenient to acknowledge what everyone knows. The Iraq war is largely about oil. Okay, you know what? This is, this is bullshit, man. Okay, I have the proof right here. The State Department, right, had a Future of Iraq project, and before the war, they said Iraq should be open to international oil companies as quickly as possible <laughs> after the war. I rest my case. What? Okay. That's, wow. um, that, like, people were saying that in 2003. People were saying literally yeah. every one of those points, and it just nobody cared because Al-Qaeda. Right. Al-Qaeda. This is true. Al-Qaeda. And what happened instead? Al-Qaeda was like, oh, looks like you blew up this country. Why don't we take it over? And then we fought Al-Qaeda there. They were right. Whoa. And then we backed Al-Qaeda when we fought ISIS. Oh. All makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to... Uh, palate cleanser, palate cleanser, palate cleanser. Palate still cleanser, on brand. Yes. This is more of Frank Zappa, who we were playing last week as a cool radical. He's kind of talking about the state of... I just called Frank Zappa a man who's been dead for 40 years. A no, cool 30 radical. years, a cool radical. Okay. Uh, he was a cool radical. He was. He was. Here, here, here. One thing that did happen during the 60s was some music of an unusual or experimental nature did get recorded and did get released. Now look at who the executives were in those companies at those times. Not hip young guys. This is counterintuitive. He's saying the old dudes still had good sense of what was like good for like just trying shit out. And the young guys that came in that like crunched the numbers didn't know what was good music. These were cigar chomping old guys who looked at the product that came and said, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Record it, stick it out of it. Sells. all right. We were better off with those guys than we are now with the supposedly hip young executives. And he's saying, well, we can't take a chance on this because it's God, just simply, that's not what the kids really want. And I'm, and I know, you know, and they got that attitude. And the day you get rid of that attitude and get back to who knows, take a chance, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit where even if you don't like or understand what the record is, that's coming in the door. The person who is in the executive chair may not be the final arbiter of taste of the entire population. One <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Do you feel like at times, in recent times, we see 
like a, a break out of that because of like TikTok stars or people being popular online and becoming famous? Like, or is that still just a fraction of what makes through? Oh, no, I think I think that's sort of democratized it a little bit more. And we do get more, you know, TikTok, especially, you know, there's songs that get famous on TikTok that you never would have heard of. Sure. Before TikTok. But like um, Spotify's recommendation engine still will like recommend songs you don't know. Like, right. Well, they do that because it's cheaper for them to do. Oh, <laughs> is that why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, then then recommending a popular song that they have to pay right. more out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Just, I never. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but no, something. I think I think it's better. It's um, it's still not. There's still a small fraction, I think, of what actually breaks through to the, the mass listening viewing public. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's definitely better than it was. Um, this is you know what I'm moving us into. Isn't that something? Because okay. this should have been put in. Isn't that something? And let's just make this the beginning of. Isn't that something? What? How, how do you feel? Isn't that something? Hey, that? Well, so how about that? Isn't that? So yeah, you don't say. Alan. Uh, so this was sent in by Paul. Listener Paul's the guy with the gun truck. Remember his statement was, uh, "You have to have a gun truck." No, he said, uh, "You got you got your uh, yeah." Truck gun. What did I say? Gun truck? <laughs> what the fuck? It's fucking twisted metal, the video game. There's, there's uh, your episode title. Yeah, right there. gun truck. I'll write that down. <laughs> you know, this Paul's a listener that says, you know, that's why you have your uh, concealed carry to get you back to your truck gun. And he right, uh, pulled right. a blanket back and there was like a fucking machine gun, like a belt fed machine gun. Uh, like a 50 cal. <laughs> uh, so he sent this in and he said uh, four things that, you, that they're not saying about things are not telling you about the recent, recent mass, mass shootings. shootings. Number one, did you know there were actually 60 people shot in Chicago over the July 4th weekend? So I want to go one by one with this one because mm-hmm. I think we can say something in each one. Okay. Uh, I think I, I think it's fair to say we're going to be critical, but that's kind of what we do, right? Um, yes. I understand his point there. I think that that gets used a lot and I feel like icky using that one. Now, is that just association with the people that, that trot that one out all the time or like, yeah, I, I mean, so straighten up my emotions for me because they don't feel consistent with my thoughts. Well, I mean, gun violence in Chicago is, is certainly has been a problem. Um, but I think that in my mind, you have to separate out crimes like of violation, um, gun violence that happens because people are fighting over whatever. Uh, and then just, absolutely senseless so like drug wars and gang violence are different than yes being shot at a fourth of july parade right right just people at a parade just being shot for no reason but just because this kid is you know right it wasn't like if i kill five people it'll like help my side of the drug war it's like no yeah okay yeah, it was it was completely senseless violence. I think that that's you have to separate that out. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. If the Highland Park shooting happened 25 miles south in the inner city of Chicago, there's a good chance you would have never heard about I it. I just don't believe that. In that area. I don't think that either. Number okay. two, the past three shooters, the Buffalo shooter, the Uvalde shooter and the Highland Park shooter were all known to authorities prior to their attack. Why does okay. the NSA read our emails? What good are background checks or red flag laws or even authorities in the first place if they aren't actively monitoring individuals who have made violent threats in the past? I mean, okay. No, that's so, a slippery fucking slip, right, I mean, yeah, it's like, is the version you want for there to be just like complete minority report type exactly. tactics? Because that, I mean, that start, does sound like what that argument's saying. Are we right? going to start punishing thought crimes? But I isn't mean, his what? point that they are doing that? And if that's not working, we should stop giving them funding to continue to do that. 
I, I, if that's his point, I don't think it's accurate. I don't think they are doing that. I mean, we don't think not... they are. Have we learned nothing from from Snowden? Like, okay, no, no. I'm saying okay. like a local yeah, police authority wrestling. isn't doing sure. that. I mean, the, the or the authorities that allowed him to get his to buy. Yeah, they're gun. on the they're on the radars of the FBI. Right, but so How's that uh, again. So like, no. What, what about like no. all the family members or pl- people that live in the household of the person buying the the gun? They probably should be flagged by like have a little bit of follow up before that person gets to buy a gun. If somebody in that house is being investigated by the FBI, that seems reasonable because well, that's what happened, Park right? Shooter, like his somebody bought the gun for him, right? Well, I think the the father had to sign off on his. Okay, ability to that's buy what it. I'm trying to say. So like yes. when the father goes to sign off for it, shouldn't someone have been like, hey, turns out he's under investigation from the FBI and we shouldn't let this happen. Maybe my timeline's off. Maybe that happened before they, he was on the radar. But no, no, because he was talking about suicide and shit by knives. They took all his knives away, right? I made a joke about assault knives. But we talked about this, what, a couple of weeks ago with the gun law, the new gun law, as far as the 18 to 21 having uh, having Sealed the extra records. background checks. Yeah. The problem with that is that most of the stuff that would flag. That's that's a separate point, though. If the okay. FBI was aware that he was talking about killing his family and shit like that, isn't mm-hmm. that what they said about the Uvalde guy? I mean, not the Uvalde, the Highland Park. The guy? Highland Park guy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I haven't heard that. Okay. What? Really? You're saying the FBI was aware of him at like had him on the radar prior to this? Like at all. Like if he's on if if there's paperwork for him in the FBI, that's all fucking digital. Have it fucking control F. Oh, look at that name came up when a background check. Like that should be part of the background check. But but, but it's not, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well that definitely should. If you're being investigated be. by the FBI, it should at least require a follow-up. It doesn't have to stop you. It just means get a human. Talk, call that guy, say, hey, turns out we're on a background check. Like, can we yeah. meet for coffee and fucking get this straightened out? Like, right? That's not unreasonable, right? I, I, no, I would agree. Okay. I would agree. Yeah, right. that well, should be skip. the way I can't skip ahead, so we have to hear well, the rest. Illinois and New York had already passed red flag laws in 2019. Texas doesn't have red flag laws. This is a compelling point. Proof you need that these laws don't work regardless if they exist or not. I feel like that's a compelling point. So the red flag laws were already in place in Illinois, and a lot of people that are like more vocal with dunking when shit like this comes out have been dunking about that not being effective. Um, yet it was touted by the governor, I think of Illinois saying like, thank God we have these. And it's like, it didn't help you because the bill got signed. The the thing that got signed last week, he was praising that. And they're like, well, it didn't, you already have this. Yeah. I I think that the problem is. Did it lack funding and now it got funding? The way it's funded, the way the databases are actually kept and, and who talks to who. And I think that there's a lot of disconnect there. And that's why they're not as effective as they could or should be. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that that should be. I, I struggle. and I'm open to hearing it from listeners, but I struggle to see a way that it's too much of an infringement on our rights for them to get their shit together in terms of talking to each other during a background check. I agree. And there's got to be a way to have to do that that isn't going to violate all of our rights. Number four, the day after the Highland Park shooting, Kamala Harris called for an assault rifle ban while other Democrats renewed fresh calls for a federal background check. Here's the problem. The Highland Park shooting passed four background checks and even the federal government's study determined that assault rifle bans don't reduce gun violence. Okay, I think what's going on there, though, is he's kind of cherry picking data. Like he can show one study that says that and he can point at one of the three shooters that was too young to have a background where it would have been effective. Correct. I think that's accurate. Yeah. As far as whether or not an AR assault rifle ban would actually be helpful or not. Most of the data I've, I've looked at seems to indicate it wouldn't. I mean, most, most gun violence is is with handguns. Um, 
but there nobody's talking about getting an, an alarming trend of these mass shooters using assault rifle right. weapons. Um, and in which case, if that if that continues, then even if it is an outlier, even if that is only you know five percent of actual gun violence throughout the country, I think it should be looked at. I mean, it's again, I think we have to separate out the type of violence we're talking about. Sure. Well, so if he's saying, and the point of this clip is, these are four things the media is not telling you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we can like give nuanced takes on why they're not, but I don't think that's, I think that's giving our media too much credit to think that they're like, no, uh, we have to be very subtle with this and not address those points because of this. Like, what about our media sounds like they wouldn't represent those thoughts? <laughs> like they yeah, literally like- aren't telling us that. And I, that, I think that is, it is at least worth us having a conversation like this and getting to the bottom of that. Right. Like they could yeah, do I mean, that I- on the fucking news like, or you know what, <laughs> just leave it to the podcasters. That's fine. We'll get it with our yeah, tens and covered. hundreds of downloads. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I have seen them discuss background checks in the media and whether or not they're effective. And and, you know, the father signing off on that son uh, being able to purchase that weapon, whether he has some culpability in the matter. Um, So, I I mean, I have heard conversation of that in the MSM. Hopefully. And like we said last week, they were uh, sort of getting that stuff on paper and you're like, yeah, but it's not thorough. I'm like, yeah, but now it's on paper. And when they have the ability to do that in the future, maybe they will. Perhaps we'll see. Um, can I do another palate cleanser? Cause that was, happening. yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this is the, uh, this is just someone at Disneyland. This is a man dressed up like an old timey director trying to pull a cart with a camera on it, uh, onto like a cut curb at Disneyland. You know, like how there's a little curb corner for wheelchairs to go down. Well, he uh, wants okay. to go up it using to get his ramp, you know, his wheeled cart up there, but there's a woman in a wheelchair who's sitting there and he's probably been arguing with her a long time, but the video starts with him calling her the great wall of lady. And then, and then she moves her electric cart and he pulls it through. But he sounds like Nathan Lane and looks like him too. It was just. I was going to say, is he doing the voice on purpose? I think, I think that's just how he talks. And they hired him. And they're like, you're fucking perfect. You're going to act like a director and walk around Disney and yell at people. I don't great know. Wall of Lady. You're like a great wall of lady. Yeah. I don't know who wants that. All right. Um, we're still doing Isn't That Something? This is. This is something, let me tell you. This is what was going on in Sri Lanka. So, Oh, yeah. Sri Lanka, like middle-class country, right? <laughs> like upper middle-class country, especially in relative to a lot of its surrounding. Only thing is they require import dollars to run, and they lost the Buses ability to pay the for their, uh, their gas. And when you can't pay for your gas, that pisses people off. It does tend to piss people off, yes. So there were riots like a month ago, I think, and then the president had promised to step down. I could be off on my timeline. It sounds about right. Oh, no. And then and then his brother took office, right? His, like the guy who just this weekend ran away was the brother of the former president. Um, right. There's a video of him getting on the boat hurriedly. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, yes. The, like the guy trying to get off Jurassic Park before the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the storm, the whatever. Yeah. The one with the neck, and the spitting, um, yeah. doesn't chase sticks. No wonder you're extinct. The, <laughs> so this guy's talking about how, so gee, Alan, thousands of people stormed the presidential palace clearly in a re- replication of the u.s capital right like it's the exact same story right exactly can we address story. that before we actually get into this like i what's the difference alan it's the presidential palace as opposed to oh the, shut up this. what else is the difference 
Um, what's the difference, Dustin? I, I think that it's it's a group of people that are trying to get a uh, theory about the that have been convinced that a theory about how the election was rigged and didn't want to see their party go out of power. They stormed a uh, a as you were saying a government uh, ceremony where they make those uh, the will of the people official and and tried to stop that from happening. I think that's different than. These guys are clearly fucked, and you can see how they're fucked, and and we've lost our shit. Now, that said, I still wouldn't, like, people are celebrating this. People are calling it the, the something spring, the, the Lonkin spring. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think that this was pretty appropriate. Like, there still seems to have been other ways to do it. But, like, again, a fucking mob gets a mind of its own and does outrageous things, which should not be your selling point if you're saying that that's what my side did at the Capitol. Like, they, you shouldn't be like, well, mobs just get out of control. Can't you see? Just like we did that day when we stormed the Capitol. Like, okay, like you, you're admitting to something that's like, yeah, probably a little bit more than was necessary. Um, I don't know. What am I, am I shooting from the hip too much here? Do I regret any of that? No, I don't think so. No, it's very different. And yet this government's catastrophic ineptitude has brought Sri Lankans together. Was the government prepared for this to happen? The government was well aware that this massive protest was coming. They did not know whether the protesters would make it in such large numbers, given shortages of fuel and public transport. But they did try their best to prevent such a huge turnout. The previous day, police had declared a curfew. Trains and public transport were cancelled. The telecoms regulator even told phone operators to turn off data. The operators did not comply. And then, of course, thousands of members of security forces were deployed in the center of the city. Nonetheless, the protesters managed to make it. And eventually, they were able to breach the security. So that was kind of like a scene setter that I wanted to stay in there. But uh, when they get into the Capitol, the way they describe it, it actually does get my jimmies all rustled in the way that I was describing earlier that I was saying it's different than uh, January 6th. There were people lounging on the president's bed, taking selfies. They were making tea for themselves in the presidential kitchen. They were swimming in the presidential swimming pool. It was kind of <laughs> joyous. Joyous! Our correspondent joyous. described it as a cross between storming the Bastille and a field trip. There's a cross between what? storming the Bastille and a field trip. Like, this is The Economist, a, a periodical of note. Like, basically calling people violently breaking into, you know, their government's building. Like, I I like revolution. I like revolution. I, I just don't think that, like, the people that are also having whole episodes dedicated to January 6th are like, yeah, it's like storming the Bastille meets, uh, what, meets a field trip. That's literally what people would say about taking selfies and, like, it was In a Pelosi's tour. Office yeah, it was a that. tour. And yeah, yeah. But, like. Yeah, they're just, they're just, uh, they're just tourists. They're, they're just, you know. It sounds like they're going to get what they wanted. They think everything's going to be fine there afterwards because basically the next person that's going to be in charge isn't going to be doing any of the things that the last person did. So it's all good. I'm like, well, we'll see how that goes. Mm, Yeah. uh, (laughs) Can I introduce you to Mr. Brandon or uh, Sir Brandon, the the first Brandon, first Brandon. Well, that might be the title too. I also didn't finish writing that down. Uh, More into, isn't that something? Um, Hmm. I have I had audio. I'm not going to play it because it's just, it's it's hard to pick up. And well, yeah, it's a woman admitting to praying with the judges at the you know the Supreme Court judges. There's mm-hmm. there, here. I'll play it. Right. This you know is why I, mean? I can't say much about that because yes. um, we've had to cover our Ten Commandments. We have 850 pound Ten Commandments. We've been one of the targeted ministries. So now we have ten homeland securities. I have to have. I have you have, have a bodyguard. Yeah. 
I do too usually, actually. That's really weird. Isn't that weird that American women have to have bodyguards with us now? No, but it's real. It's real. But it's just stupid that we... Do you go to the Supreme Court Justice's houses too? No. Okay, so they come to you in your office. Okay, go ahead. I actually go to the coordinator. Okay, yeah. We need the coordinator. I would probably look on his Facebook page and see if he's... I don't know if he's doing anything else. What else do you coordinate? I run a ministry behind the court. So. Oh, you have a church behind the court? Can I have your card? I'm, I'm, um, it's not really a church. We're a ministry center for the justices. Wow. What does that mean? You pray with the justices? Yes. Yeah. We're the only people that pray Oh, my gosh. Where are you guys from? Dude. Like, so there's an organization that's behind the Supreme Court, and they pray with the judges. And so that means they have, like, a relationship with certain judges. And these are coincidentally are, like people that are running a fucking lobbying firm right like mm-hmm. i mean i mean i made that last part up it's true right like <laughs> essentially yeah that is pretty wild yeah and she said she asked if they go if she goes to their houses and she said no they come to her yeah their office or weird or they go to their office yeah i don't know man um doesn't seem right like but it also like they What's weird about that is she says they're not allowed to pray anywhere else, and that can't be true. That's um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for that one church to be the place that's allowed to feels like that's not true. Like, there's something else going on there, right? Like, that's that whole thing feels suspicious. Little little sus. Yeah. Do you get what, like... like yeah, I, I don't get, care I that they fucking pray. It no, feels that's... weird that there's a secretive body that says that they can only pray with them at their In place. Certain... Yeah area yeah it sounds like no it's not, it's not worth they pray at all i mean that's yeah pretty standard i think but mm. <laughs> um this could have been in the middle of our making fun of the left segment but it's not it's on our how about that this is sam harris talking about uh president brandon for instance i'll concede that almost anything bad that is said about the democrats now is probably true biden appears unfit for office whether he's actually senile, I don't know. But he simply can't communicate the way the president needs to. I mean, you watch these speeches and interviews and press conferences, insofar as they even take place. Every sentence is a death-defying feat. It's like watching your mom do parkour. You're just waiting for the worst thing that has ever happened every fucking second. And he is totally unfit to run again in 2024. And Kamala Harris is probably worse, though she might be fine neurologically. She still manages to speak in word salad in an apparent effort to talk down to people. Have you seen these snippets of her circulating? Many of the things she says are completely mystifying. It's like someone trained an AI on woke Twitter and had it talk to itself for the equivalent of a thousand years, Dude, this, and this, it went properly insane. This is a super lefty that had an entire episode dedicated to voting for Hillary Clinton in 2016. Right, yes. And as a political candidate, she manages to convey a disingenuousness that makes Hillary Clinton seem like Will Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> this administration is doomed. Right, and has been doomed almost since the very beginning. Yeah. But Biden and Harris saved our democracy. 
by beating Trump. This is what we get when we win. And as odious and as incompetent as the Democrats have become. This is what we get when we're lucky. Isn't that what I said? You did. (laughs) There is simply no comparison between them and what the Republicans have become under Trump. (laughs) Trump and Trumpism is not just a symptom of a deeper problem. They are that too, but they are also a cancer that has been actively destroying our politics. You have to cut out the cancer. With a knife. Trump has always been and remains a litmus test. The real Trump derangement syndrome is to not see how abnormal he is as a person and to not see or to not care how abnormal it is that such a person could have ever become the president of the United States. All right, I'll end it there. Uh, thoughts on that, Alan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with with pretty much everything he said there. I mean, there was a poll came out today that you voted uh, for Hillary. I, yeah, <laughs> there was a poll that came out today. Uh, Biden, sixty four percent of Democrats would rather see somebody other than Biden run in twenty four. He's got a lot of time um, to listen to that. Hopefully, uh. Biden still says he's running. I mean, he has. So Biden's approval rating right now is 30 percent, 60 percent disapproved. That's worse than Trump's uh, two years in. Um, it's not good. It's not pretty, folks. It, it really isn't. The man is 79 years old. He should pull um, a Coolidge and say, if the people ask me, I don't think that I would want to or something like that. And well, I mean, I think the, the only, you know, the saving grace here is there's a couple years secretary. still that, you know, he has time to change his mind. Um, every potential um, other candidates for 24 on the Democrat side has said that they won't they won't run against Biden if if he chooses to run. Hmm. Um, so they're not going to try to primary now, him. Though. Um, potential that now. was I'm sorry. That's potential now though. Jared Paulus from Colorado could run. Uh, yeah, he said he wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so did Newsom. So did Pritzker. Um, but I mean, again, we're it's still it's still yeah. a long ways away. Um, so speaking so of it being a long ways away, I think it's a good time to point out uh, Reagan was elected in '80. In '82, I might have said this before. He had like super low approval rating, not as bad as Joe's right now. Um, he had inflation going through the roof, unemployment issues, all that shit at the early '80s. By '84, he had like. 60% approval rating. Everything was pretty good. Right. I actually, 184 yeah. with like the biggest electoral landslide, I think maybe since Nixon maybe. or up against yeah. Nixon. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of actually, I heard a uh, Carvel uh, sort of re- responding to those poll results that came out today and basically said the same thing is he has time to maybe have some legislative wins. Uh, but, but to Sam's point, the dude's like, I mean, re- he can't even read a teleprompter. Right. Like what? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's already the oldest president we've ever had. He'll be again, the oldest, pre- obviously yeah. he'll be even older, you know, in two years. Um, I mean, he'd be 86 by the time if he, fi- if he finished his term, <laughs> to be fair, he can't say he's going to leave right before the midterms. I think yeah. he, I think that might be the strategy and they're all annoyed by it. Well, we'll play more Biden and Harris when we make fun of the left. They gave us a fucking week, Alan. Repeat the last line. Uh, I was listening to that Philosophize This podcast, Repeat the Last Line, and they've been talking about um, philosopher Jose Ortega uh, and his book, The Revolution of the Masses. I'm going to play, this is about three minutes, but we'll interrupt a little bit through it, or if not, it'll just be so compelling that you won't want us to talk. Why history? 
What's going on in both these examples, Ortega says, is that the mass mentality exercises an attitude of their, quote, predominance over the world, just like a fascist would. In other words, because their ideas never really have to be tested up against other ideas, they don't ever really got to consider all the other types of people that exist out there. So he's talking about something he calls the mass man. And it's kind of that that's I mean, he just described it, but that definition, that would be the definition for that, like philosophical idea of a of a type of person, right? Got it. I, I'm not familiar with this guy. So yeah, I think he's, I mean, I was gonna say he's new, but he's, you know, like not, not super, super, I don't know when he's from, but he's okay. So they effectively become bulletproof against nuance of any kind. Oh. And this creates a psychological nuance. climate, Ortega says, almost a Petri dish-like environment for fascist ideas to work their way in slowly and fit in neatly to this mental framework that these people already got going on. The mass man's entire life then becomes self-destructive because the very things that gave rise to the mass man, the mass man progressively undermines through their very existence. Hmm. Ortega calls this type of thinking something beautiful. He calls it the mass man imposing a type of spiritual barbarism on the world around them. He says, quote, this average person is the new barbarian, a laggard behind the contemporary civilization, archaic and primitive in contrast with his problems, which are grimly, relentlessly modern. This new barbarian is above all the professional man, more learned than ever before, but at the same time more uncultured, the engineer, the physician, the lawyer the scientist, end quote. And make no mistake, he would say, this sort of self-satisfied spiritual barbarism, no matter how innocuous it may seem on the surface, is inevitably going to lead to more actual barbarism. One of the chilling predictions he makes in the book is that the more you see a rise in the level of the mass mentality that's out there, the more you'll see a rise in the level of violent political protests. This book was in 1929. Hmm. So there's still more, but this is, you know, just fascism in in being, you know, somewhat predicted in 29 through this. Yeah. And so the rise in, you know, never before have people been so intelligent, you know, the, the ability to communicate, you know, all that progress and all this culture, and you still get these types of people. And that's sort of what he's describing. Right. And then what that yeah. breeds, what that creates. The answer to this problem is obviously complicated to Ortega, but one of the things he knows we have to do is to find a way to reinstate the aristocracy into society. Oh, now, He's not talking about reinstating the class systems of the past or having aristocrats governing over people. Eat no. the poor. And he's not calling for the qualified people of the world to go out there and make everyone feel stupid so he can put the mass man in their place. This is a very personal, existentialist quest that we're all on. And reinstating the aristocracy is going to be part of the personal responsibilities that we have to ourselves as well. Reinstating the aristocracy for Ortega is going to mean having an increased personal sense of moral obligation and an increased pursuit towards self-improvement. Living life with this approach every day is to live life in total opposition to the mass man. But more than that, Ortega thinks we'd be wise to accept that society just is aristocratic. A society is no longer a society when it is not aristocratic. The only thing that's left at that point is degradation, slowly, until it eventually comes co-opted by a fascist group or collapses entirely. In order to remain healthy, Society needs this distinction between people that are actually challenging their prejudices and these self-satisfied people living in an echo chamber that they constructed for themselves. You got to see these parallels right now, right? Like, definitely the echo chamber they've constructed for themselves for sure. The thing is a little bit more. The person who's constantly refining their values, constantly striving to improve, maybe living a life of neuroticism. Here's where Ortega might say back to that. Yeah, again, call that neuroticism, but your approach, my friend 
is just downright dangerous. I'll take neurotic self-doubt over dangerous self-satisfaction any day of the week. Isn't that also like Dunning-Kruger effect type stuff too, where like you, uh, you are so intelligent that you can find all this information, but you're just not quite at the level of intelligence to be able to... No, no. Actually, I said that condescendingly. That's not the intention of Dunning-Kruger. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you recognize that you haven't learned enough you don't to know, know everything. everything. Yeah. And if you don't get to that point, like if you stop early on and be like, well, I got this, like me in math in high school, I'd be like, oh, I get this halfway through the lecture, put my head down, wake up, right. go to do the homework. I'm like, oh, there's a second step to this. <laughs> like, you know, if you do that, then you don't get to the point where you recognize that you don't know everything. And then you behave with more confidence in the things that you're very wrong about. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the very confident like modern uh, economics. Stop learning. Yes. yes yeah. No. Uh, I tied it back to the Fed, Alan, so I'm feeling like I'm <laughs> nailing all my talking points. You nailed your points. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan was, Alan, worlds collided. Worlds collided. Well, not, that's hard to say that. So a lot of people would say Lex Friedman would only have the popularity of his YouTube channel for the three or four times he's been on Rogan. I don't think that's fair to say. Well, it's fair to say his audience grew, right? That's, I think it's... it's. I wouldn't whether, know who it was if it weren't for that. Yeah, I mean, he uh, his audience definitely a large portion of it came because he was on Rogan. I I, I wouldn't have heard of him probably. Yeah. Well, I would have eventually, but probably I wouldn't have found him as early uh, as I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're we're both a fan of Lex. Uh, he's an yeah. intelligent guy. What are his bona fides? Can you are they more at your faculties than mine? Uh, he works. He's a computer scientist, uh, AI researcher. Um, that's primarily what he specializes in. And he's. Russian by Ukraine left when it was the Soviet Union, correct? Or I believe he has family from both Russia and Ukraine. Okay. Um, he's pretty brave. He talked in this episode about his plans to take a one-way trip to, to yeah. Ukraine right now. He's, he's been talking about that for a while. A one-way trip. I didn't know it was a one-way trip until the details in this episode. He's like, yeah, I'll figure out when I come back. It's like, I might want to get that hammered down, but maybe you <laughs> yeah. don't want to invest in that, right? Like, I don't know if this airport's going to be here. <laughs> I get a bus ride. Like, all right. Anyway, uh, he had Rogan on and Rogan. Um, I, I listened to this and I think I texted you when it first started. I was like, I don't think there's anything in here that I want to like share to the podcast. Cause I usually make yeah. notes while I'm listening to my podcast. Uh, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make any notes from this episode. And you're like, yeah, you know, the overall, it was just kind of cool. And cause it's different to hear Rogan talk as the guest, right? Like, right. Right. But I mean, they're usually Rogan and Friedman typically have people on who are specialists in their fields. And what they're really good at is being a is curious a, person. Right. And that art of conversation, asking questions and just really digging. Right. Right. So when you have both of them together, neither of them are like a specialist that <laughs> they're going to really talk about something, you know, right? yeah. I mean, so something really earth shattering came out of this. Well, have you tried DMT? <laughs> so Nothing yeah really earth shattering came out of except this for this i saved this clip and it was already in our show file and then i think you sent me a news article about how uh people were like rogan said platforming donald Tr he doesn't want to platform donald oh, Trump. oh yeah, yeah and i was like i feel like there's a bunch of different ways the media is going to go after this and then i realized they're done they don't want it they 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 went after joe rogan three or four times over a course of a month and then they just like fuck it <laughs> guys got some hands i gotta sit this one out i don't think yeah. anybody jumped on this but here I'm um, by the way i'm not a trump supporter in any way shape or form i've had the opportunity to have him on my show more than once i've said no every time i don't want to help him i'm not interested in helping the the, the, the night is still young we'll see if i have him on the night yeah. is still young yeah you think well, i'll have him on i think you'll have him on really yeah. why do you think that 
because you'll have Putin on. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I think before you've said like you're a little baffled as to why he's so um, almost Putin, complimentary. Like. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, Alan, I think I got an answer to that question. I think he's trying to get him on his podcast. And he doesn't <laughs> want Novichok on his microphone before he leaves. <laughs> and you're competitive as fuck. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think ultimately, um, I mean, you had you've had a lot of people that I think you might you may otherwise be skeptical. Would I have a good conversation? Which I think is your metric. You don't care about politics, so can I have a good conversation? And I think you you had um, like people people like Kanye on, for example, and yeah. you had a great conversation with them. I think you, I, I think uh, yeah, but Kanye is an artist. Like, but Kanye doing well or not doing well doesn't change the course of our country. Yeah, but you don't. Do you really bear the responsibility of the course of our country based on a conversation? I feel like Joe knows what Lex is asking there isn't something he can answer directly, right? Like, as if he says that, he's going to admit to what everybody on the left accuses him of when he brings on some wackadoo right-winger or anti-vaxxer or whatever the shit was getting people mad six months ago when last time we cared about Joe Rogan. And the... And and he can't commit to answering that, but he does sort of take that subject. I don't know. Do you? Am I giving him too much credit for dodging it? Do you think he leans right into it and doesn't care? Uh, let's let's hear okay. it, and then we. I think stop. you can revitalize and rehabilitate someone's image in a way that is pretty shocking. Look at the way people that. look at Alex Jones now. I don't think that's Alex Jones been on my podcast a few times. Yeah, how do they, which direction? The people that have watched those podcasts yeah. think he's hilarious. And they think that he definitely fucked up with that whole Sandy Hook thing. Um, but he's right more than he's wrong. Oh. And he's <laughs> not an that. evil guy. He's just a guy who's had some psychotic breaks in his. All right, I think I'll stop it there. Yeah, um, yeah. This... I think he answers the question pretty well. I mean, I think. But that... don't you think he admitted that he's aware of the fact that when he brings someone on, he's going to platform them? Therefore, if he ever brings someone on that they really want to attack him for, and now they can play this clip and say, see, you are, you know, um, because his argument before was like, "Look, I'm just a podcast host." Yeah, like, hey, I just, I'm a wrestler. I'm a, I'm right. a, I'm a, I'm a. What is he? I'm a cage fighter commentator. What yeah, do you want I from think me? that. I think he's maybe grown a little bit as well, and that I think he talked maybe he about understands that. more the yeah. power of. I think of you're what right he does, too. I think you're right too. The reach, yeah. the reach that he has. Sure, um, but so, he still yeah. talks about what's really important to him, and sometimes those don't match with what polite society would prefer to him to be broadcasting to his millions of listeners, which I would agree with him. You can fuck off. I can choose who I fucking put on my podcast, but Mm -hmm. I just wish that sometimes, well, I I like what he said there. I mean, if that's his um, discernment that he's using, uh, that was going to be the right word uh, a minute or so ago. And (laughs) discerning was what I wanted to say. And I tried to move it into this one and it just didn't quite fit. (laughs) Hey, speaking of people that uh, flub a lot, uh, Bojo, Boris Johnson was forced to retire, just missing the cut from last week's show. Alan, what How happened? About that? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? What didn't happen? Yeah, no shit. Um, most recent scandal was that he was aware of somebody that he appointed to his cabinet was uh, harassing um, other men. Other men. Um, the word other was an editorial in that sentence, I have to admit. I thought that was spicier to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Does that make so, me not an ally? 
<laughs> no, I think it's fine. Okay, okay. Um, we should point out he is a man. I mean, a, a, oh you know, right. A, well, I said other yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, men. Yeah. Men. Men. Um, said, wait, hold on. How do you say it? Men. 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 Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so that was the most recent scandal. Obviously, there was the, the whole scandals about the Christmas parties happening That's during lockdown. Yeah. All, all of that stuff. It's just been ongoing uh, scandal after scandal after scandal. Um, finally, basically, cabinet 40, members 40 started cabinet resigning. Members, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, he wasn't even able to hold together a government. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a government, so I guess that means I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's so like, but he I'm staying being... until your next election in October. <laughs> Like, all right. He went from being really obstinate and saying that he would, you know, he wasn't going to step down to saying, okay, I guess. Is this, this the is, Brits you know, just having better manners than our politicians, or is there nothing to that? I don't know if it's better manners. I mean, I, I guess if you want to compare it to the Trump administration, you know, we're finding out a lot more now with these Gen 6 hearings about, you know, what's happening behind the this scenes. There's going to be another one tomorrow. It'll come out the same day this comes out. Yeah. Um, what was happening behind the scenes in his cabinet. And they were talking about the 25th amendment, all that sort of thing. But I wish that there had been some people with some backbone in that administration that said, you know, we're not going to stand for this and step down. Um, And maybe that would have had some sort of impact. Probably not. He still would have done what he did. Um, But um, at least these, some of these guys, you know, on Boris's team had, had the fortitude to say, no, this is too much. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think flaunting regulations like your own rules is kind of enough, but I guess, you know, You'd think. It's, just, it's just the straw that broke the camel's back. Wait, well, yeah. like let's send him out with style. This is ah. a good little mashup of the best Bojo isms, Bojo, Bojo isms. And then we're both going to grab a beer. Got it. What's the name of that drug again, Chris? Talk isn't that. Say again. Tocilizumab. Talk. Talk is. Talk. We're gonna get this right. Tocilizumab. Is it tocilizumab? Near enough. It's being lowered by a crane. He just ran over. I'm afraid that in the there is a, such a, a, a rich thesaurus now of things that I've said that have been uh, one way or another through what alchemy I do not know somehow misconstrued uh, that it would really take me too long uh, to engage in a full global itinerary of, of apology to to all concerned. Yesterday, uh, I just need to say that last one was a very fancy Kamalism. I went, uh, as, as we all must, uh, 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 to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Peppa Pig World? Been to- Before he said that, he was like shuffling through papers. Like it was really important. He's like, I don't know where I was. Where was I? Where was I? Oh, the one pig. with the big dick-shaped pig nose everywhere I Peppa went. Peppa Pig World. We could feed some of the human beings to the animals. Feed some of the human beings to the animals. This is not all about uh, some expensive, uh, politically correct a uh, green act of uh, of, uh, of 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 bunny hugging, uh, or, 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 or have you bunny want bunny, hugging? Uh, bunny hugging, but you, you you know what I'm driving at. He just shot it behind the back basketball. Everybody loved him. He opened an umbrella and it turned inside out, and he stared at it with wonder. It's, it's, it's time for some of our dearest friends around the world to, you know, prone and grip uh, about all this. P r e n e z u n grip. Uh, and Donnie Moi and Break. Donnie Moi and Break. Now he's playing tug of war and he's losing. And that's the end of the clip. That's from Al Jazeera. I feel like they're making fun of the West Allen. They're making fun of the West Allen. Let's go grab a beer. I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs>
in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you Among the biggest headlines, that Trump and his allies were made fully aware that there was no effort the election was Well, it looks like we have proof that Alan listens to three hours of cable news a day. How's it? <laughs> you could hear me through the, st- the headphone. Booth, good, huh? yeah. <laughs> so loud. Why are your headphones so loud? <laughs> For, Not that loud, actually. Uh, well, you could hear me and they were resting on the microphone or wherever you keep it's them. It's true. Okay. It's true. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I normally ask a question here, don't I? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's Jack. see. LinkedIn Park. That's not funny. Um, I just have puns written down. Uh, you ever heard of the cat gap? It, <laughs> I have not. No. It's So there's a phase in like what was stratification like in what like archaeology, paleontology, paleontology. There's a okay. gap in the. In the timeline, the archaeological record, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Good one, yeah. Alan. Um, <laughs> there's a lack. There's a gap in the historical record um, by, like, when you dig into the ground. There's a mm-hmm. certain layer where you don't see any cats, but there's cats before it and cats after it. Weird. I was. I've not heard of that. No. Like the only joke I've heard is that that's when the cats were on the edge of the flat Earth, you know, knocking things off the table. But that's not funny, Alan. Mm. uh what but like what can we come can we explain this like come on these guys are all nerds they're too up in their books to come up with an answer what yeah if, why is there a cat yeah um yeah i have i, I i'm drawing a blank oh, here. i'll edit know. this together we're gonna solve it okay okay all right. <laughs> um just, show doesn't I, go on until we solve the cat gap I, I, all I can think of is mind the gap from the chive. Maybe there was something. Maybe there was something right after all the cats that ate all the old cat bones, <laughs> like a like a bone. Is there like maybe there's a record right above that of like something that eats a lot of dead felines, <laughs> like is, a scavenger, a cat scavenger. Yeah, but then you think they'd poop out the bones, right? Maybe it crunches the bones, like a maybe it crunches the bones. Yeah, that's what. That's so it. there's it's like a, oh, there's a whole era of bone crunching animals. I mean. On a long enough timeline, sure, there's dinosaurs that existed. Maybe there was like a weird phase of bone crunchers and nothing survived it that had a skeleton. So there's like honey and they're, badgers. And they're made out of jello or something because we don't have a record of them either. We don't Damn have a record it. of them We still haven't solved the cat gap. I don't think we're going to get to the end of this one. There were so. honey badgers that liked cats. They don't uh, give a fuck. Yeah. A specific breed of, you know, their evolutionary branch that yeah. really liked cats and just took them all out. Okay. And, and, ch- but they also had. Big chomp or like flat Big tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's good enough. Answer. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes any more sense than anything else than, than beleaguering this point. <laughs> the cat gap. That's a weird thing, right? And that's what they call it. I've heard of different, there's, there's different layers where archaeologists expect, you know, so they, they understand that it's certainly timeline. Um, so like below this certain layer, Should you know, what happened before this period of time and uh-huh. above that. I've heard of like those, but I've never heard of a cat cat. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. What if there was just like an evolutionary bottleneck and they're not looking in the right spots and all the cats lived in like 
uh, Barbados. Like, I don't, that was a weird. Oh yeah, that might have been yeah. it, right? That could totally be. And it, And then yeah. they had, then they got on a boat, and then well, they floated on logs. Yeah, that's it. Made their way to All Sri right. Lanka. Okay, we did it. We did They're, it. Those aren't close to each other. That's quite a cat trip, but they could do it. I know. Yeah, they could. Right. Maybe they were close then. Uh, actually, honestly, I feel like there's a loop Pangea. in my mind that was open, and now it's like closed up, and it really means a lot to me that we got to the bottom <laughs> of that. All right. Well, let's move in. Do you want to make fun of the left or the right? I have a lot of the left to make fun of, and I have three clips from the right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you have the right first here, so let's go. I mean, I do right always first. put it there, but that's just because that's the template shape. Oh. Oh, uh, well, then do the left first. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it was a genuine. Do you know what, Alan? This is the right choice anyways. Repeat line. <laughs> Repeat line. Oh God, this man, this man. Uh, what I'll have you know, Sam Harris recorded that what we just played earlier before this came out. Mm. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women. He lifts his hands up. He says it like he goes. He goes. Ends of. He's like, okay, do the thing where you're like trying to like really connect with them. All right, I got that. I'll just say everything. End of quote. End of quote. Repeat the line. Repeat the line. Women are not without power. Oh my god. (laughs) I've always find. I always found him uh, repeating lines. Not not saying repeat the line, but actually he does that thing where it's sort of a. Uh, a thing of his. A speaking trick yeah and that that's why so it's in the prompter because he fucking does that but right? he does it on his own i think i don't think it's usually in the prompter he oh just does okay it. so he's gotten so uh, alan the other way to hear that is he's gotten so bad at public speaking that they're like fine we'll fucking write it out for you and he can't right. do that right right but mm. i've always found that annoying actually oh like, right yeah i know that's like the same as when he goes um i'm not i'm not joking i'm, I'm, I'm serious I'm serious yeah, I'm serious I'm serious I'm yeah serious yeah, yeah. Me and Corn Pop. No, I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking. Uh, hey, guess who this is? All right, it's not that good. We don't have to keep playing it. Uh, any Ted guess? Cruz. <laughs> Alan, guess again. You're a, you're very close. Guess again. It's the other guess. Uh, Do it. Pete Buttigieg. Um, no, the, I know why you said Pete Buttigieg. It's the it's the they're two. One's a bad replicant of the other one. What is it? Funny name. Oh uh, shit. Funny what? name. Oh funny name. Oh, Beto O'Rourke. Oh, it's Beto. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't oh, think shit. we're supposed to say gypsies anymore. But when you're on stage with Willie, you say whatever. He says the N word. I'm I'm gonna be like <laughs> Willie made me. He got me high in the bus. You're only allowed to say that if you're being killed by. Uh, You know, I'm not going to take comedy advice from uh, (laughs) that I play at the beginning of None Taken as life advice. No, I still, I think even in that moment, I'd say you probably had a chance until you really pissed him off. Like, (laughs) that's probably, that's my (laughs) advice for that. I don't know why I said it then. Um, Oh, wait, this is, I I, I played it out of order. Uh, Out of order, you're out of order. This clip's out of order. uh, This is a clip of, this is what the Democrats, like their page, the Dems, like there's a, they, I, I don't get mad at me for subscribing to them. Uh, they, they made this clip and posted it. And I was like, Oh, I, I think I like it. Like my audio was on while I was scrolling through Instagram. So it played automatically. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, Joe sounds really like well-spoken in this clip. And then I watched it and I saw that they have to cut 
the clip together to do it. So this oh, is what they put out on their yeah. Republicans. They're going after your Social Security. They've written it down. Every five years, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid have to be reauthorized or they go out of existence. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, he has a proposal to cut Social Security. I would have thought, had I not seen it on paper and heard them talk about it, that I was making this up. Not a joke. Not a joke, Alan. Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson promised Wisconsin. again that if they regain power, they're going to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. That's why elections have consequences. That's why they matter. Okay. It's just like. He has trouble saying the word senator. Have you noticed <laughs> that? No. Senator. Next time. I'll, I'll, put, I'll let you know next time. I'll notice it. <laughs> um, yeah. I just think it's funny that like this is another one from the Dems on Instagram. Uh, this is to me uh, just like you don't like. Maybe this is the best that they can show us. Maybe this is the I best. I want to ask you this final question. And, and it's. It's going to be maybe a question about a conversation you would have with your younger self that maybe didn't know or maybe did know and have these dreams of one day being the vice president. What would you say to prepare yourself for this role? Get ready, Alan. First of all, don't hear no. Advanced AI. (laughs) Don't hear it can't be done. Remember when Sam said Don't hear nobody Mm -hmm. like you has done this before. I like to say I eat no for breakfast. (laughs) AI made a joke. I love when you say that. I love when you say that. (laughs) Surround yourself with a community of people. It doesn't have to be a big group who love you. She's making this face. And who will cheer you on and who will sometimes push you out the door (laughs) to go and do those people who love you and you trust enough that when you fall down, they'll be there to laugh with you because you fell, but to help pick you up and keep you going. So choose, especially to the young leaders. She talking about her with Joe? Like, yeah, I'm going to laugh at you when you (laughs) fall. But to all of us of every generation, choose who is in your life (laughs) based on loving yourself and requiring that from other people. What are you talking about? That was what she, so that, the, Alan, I'll just have you know, that was something that she would have said to her younger self about becoming vice president. Oh, oh, How inspiring. Yeah. Not okay. uh, did you say not? Okay, I thought you were doing a not joke. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, I'm glad you were just pausing. <laughs> not. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues just, are just settled. Just words. Certain issues what? are just settled. If this was about Roe versus Wade. Like a competent vice president could have said something profound there, especially when you're the t- the running mate for the old man that nobody wants to expect high has high expect <laughs> has high expectations for speaking. I do a podcast. I'm sorry, not for a living. I almost said for a living. Y'all don't pay me enough. Clearly, we're not. No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living, wow. sadly, in um, real unsettled. Times. Her response to that not being settled is that we live in unsettled times. I'm going to play it twice. I, I do believe that we that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled, and that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Remember last week when Joe Rogan wow. made fun of her, saying, uh, "Well, it's about time, and how if it weren't for yeah. having a watch, we'd have no t- time, and it's about time." I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like that. I think that came out. Like that's again, the Dems posted that. Like they're doing that about them. Like that. Right. That, that's is, we're putting this up as this is our highlight reel. <laughs> Jesus. Here's the press secretary. Oh God. 
Alan, I hope you feel like we're in the best uh, economy we've ever had historically. We look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. What? <laughs> best like, economy. If you ever. literally inflate everything, you're stronger than you ever were. Your opponent got bigger too, though. Like that's like it's like no, I'm six times the size I used to be. Right. So did everything around us. Like this is not growth. <laughs> Relative motion and like okay, too many words just jumping into my head, but I'm frustrated. Now. Frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Uh, let's play. Uh, well, you know what? That's all I have for the left for you until we get to our big story in the second half, which is Hunter Biden's uh, iCloud being released. Notice I didn't say that earlier. Like, I didn't say anything on the front of the show about how we're going to be talking about Hunter Biden's uh, clips. But yeah, that's after we make fun of the right. So uh, left, go sit in the corner over there. Take a breather. Uh, (laughs) Maybe grab some water. Go to the neutral corner. But don't worry. We'll start off with. I swear I see this woman every fucking time I see a Trump rally where they're interviewing like a, um, you know, the big dummy. That's like, oh, no, I like Trump. No, I don't. And then says something that like contradicts their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always this person. Like, it, I don't understand that. But, um, oh, I think I do understand. I think either it's rigged or there's a look. Maybe there's a look. I think there's a look. It's a pink Trump hat if you're a woman, you know. To, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like the vaccine they tried to mandate on me. If it's my body, my choice for them, it should be for me too. So you're saying it, it is your body, your choice? people should have the choice you're saying for the vaccine it's your it is your body your choice yes well i'm saying both ways if you wouldn't you love to see this on an mri machine (laughs) i would you know they want to cry get the vaccine get the vaccine your body it doesn't matter you know but now it's on the other shoes on the other now that abortion is illegal in certain states across the country would you be okay with a vaccine mandate no did you get vaccinated okay so you did not comply with the mandate okay but you do feel that if if a woman uh is pregnant that she should go along with the mandate in that state to have the baby yes okay hypocritical probably but (laughs) (laughs) i i do like that she engaged for that long i mean i gotta give her credit a lot of people probably say fuck off i'm not talking to you right just just uh eject i i I don't think that he really understood at the end like what she says is probably hypocritical she understands he was kind right like he wasn't an asshole right he was like i'm I'm, I'm sparring like yeah. I mean he's not just asking questions but I mean he, he he knows what he's saying but he wasn't being rude right like that right. was like I'm gonna say this in a way where hopefully you're gonna have an epiphany and she's just like nope <laughs> and I feel better about it at the end as we've discussed on previous episodes that when you overcome that like confrontation in your mind your it reinforces the new bias. idea you came up yeah. with because you get a dopamine hit for having come up with that new idea um, yeah, it sucks. And our politicians have learned how to maximize that. Uh, this, the thing is, they're so stupid, Alan. This is Debbie something from Arizona. Debbie Lesko. Um, this is a great example of what we have to put up with because of that. Arizona is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Representative Jordan. I rise in opposition to H.R. 2377. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren. Have I played this for you? No. Okay. Including, as a last resort, shooting them if I had to, to protect the lives of my grandchildren. Democrat bills 
that we've heard this week want to take away my right, to shoot, my right to, my to protect my grandchildren. They want to take away the rights of law-abiding citizens to protect their own children and grandchildren and wives and brothers and sisters. This bill takes away due process from law-abiding citizens. Can you imagine if you had a disgruntled ex or somebody who hates you because of your political views and they go to a judge and say, oh, this person is dangerous. And that judge would take away your guns, lean on the side of conservatism, take away the guns, without that person even having an, a knowledge that there was a court hearing that would take away their guns. You can't shoot this your grandchildren if you do that. When Republicans were in the majority, we actually... You know, I didn't realize how long this clip was. Alan, I, I got to say, okay, I, it doesn't have to work that way, right? Like, like they can... I, I don't believe that every example of red flag laws go exactly like that. Someone reports you uh, in that way and they go and take it from you without like they're okay. How, how about insert the ability for there being a hearing? I guess that doesn't yeah, due work. Due process would be fine. Uh, but just that she said up to shooting my Her grandchildren and then went on lives. Yeah. I don't know what, what I don't, I can't even like, what did she mean to say? Clearly, I, she didn't mean to say that. I'm gonna shoot him in the leg to save him. Wait, no, that's what? like I, I don't know. I don't know. How do you shoot them to save them? That, she did. She mean shooting someone that's holding them hostage to save them? Because that's not like that doesn't sound like what she was saying. It sounded like what she was saying like was that. Saying, yeah. No. All right. Well, um, this I, I don't know. is a uh, Republican in this is a Republicans campaign ad for it's not Arkansas. Oh, you know what? He's probably going to tell us where he's running for. Uh, anyways, this is a Republican running for office. And uh, I'll tell you the imagery in this video. It starts off with a guy with several people slinking through a uh, like a field dressed in Klan's robes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I didn't unmute it. So let me start that over. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense that no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. Uh, this candidate's black, by the way. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic. Did your brain break? Yeah, my brain broke a little bit, yeah. Wow. By the way, he's from Arizona. Uh, he is right historically. God damn it. This makes me so angry that I, I don't have to explain this. Alan, I don't want to. Can you do it? Like he straightened that whole shit up. It's, so, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Cause it's like people drop this in a conversation. Like it's a nuke and like the conversation's over, but I know you can not. read my mind. Come on. Well, so, so historically speaking, especially if you look, so essentially the parties almost switched, um, 180 degrees where Republicans and Democrats sort of and you can make claims that it was for nefarious reasons for gathering voters regardless I don't care there's a side that represents one thing and a side that is right. is against that progress that that party made that's right that's right I, I don't I don't really have anything else to no say it's fine that. okay I, so he's right in the south the Democrats were the Kla the Klansmen were Democrats like yeah, yeah it was Southern Democrats the, was a thing yes. yes okay it's really frustrating okay. Dixie Crest yes that's right Dixie Crest uh, I don't have any more from them. That was it. That was it. I had three links to that because 
whenever it's really spicy like that, the links tend to disappear. And disappear. And then yeah. they keep yeah. the link and it shuffles it to something that really pisses me off. One of these days, I, I'm going to have a thing called uh, what the algo recommends. And it's just like, I think we should do that because it's just, it's so offensive. It's the worst of Tucker Carlson. It's the worst of like anything. Like it's the worst um, Joy Reid clip. It's just oh. like make you mad and stay on site to be like, what's this person saying? I got to hear the rest of this. Like, yep. it, but it's crazy. Like if I share a link, the link disappears in the meantime. It still populates with something that it thinks is going to keep me on site. If that wow. doesn't tell you everything you need, like, am I we've, wrong? Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. That's the yeah, way social media works. True. Okay. Good point. I have no sounds from January 6th hearing. They are doing the hearings tomorrow, the day that we're releasing this. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. probably talk about it in the headline show, I'm sure, no doubt. We definitely will, yeah. Um, uh, there's a Cipollone that's being, um, they're going to, they some had eight baloney. hours of testimony from him. That was a uh, Trump's uh, lawyer. Um, so, and they're saying that he corroborates a lot of the stuff that came out from um, the testimony from the week prior. Um, so we'll see. That's right. So names that came up last week are now being trotted out to talk about the things that were discussed. And this is kind of what people that said like, Hey, why do we care about the January 6th hearings on the people on the left are like, why should we even care about this? I heard other people on the left saying, because the conversation leads to other things that we didn't know about. And then those people testify. And then we found out things that nobody knew about. And historically that's kind of been bombshell type stuff. So that's right. Maybe perhaps there will be, uh, I think, to date, it's been pretty interesting. Um, just not enough to sway any kind of election, I don't think. But um, this came out. Guess what this sound is? Peaceful, right? It is quite peaceful, yes. It, so it's a, it's a uh, isolation chamber. Oh. And I bet you'd feel really good listening to this music and smoking crack. Our president's son did. <laughs> uh, this is another video of him weighing his crack. It's uh, 20.7 grams, Alan. Nice. Oh, without the bag, it's 20.7. Wow. Wow, wow. Uh, Yeah, so his iCloud got hacked. Um, There's been a lot of reporting on it it? from the predictive uh, circles. There's Mm -hmm. been zero reporting on it from also, I'd say, the predictive circles. And that's kind of frustrating. I don't care to come on my podcast and talk bad about... Okay, I have a thought on this, but I, I have the sense that I need to let you talk for a bit. I won't forget it, but I, I have I have mixed feelings about talking about this. It's necessary to talk about. You know, we can't do our show and not address this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's somebody who's dealing with addiction. We've talked about that before. It's so that's kind of like why it's a little bit a little icky feeling. But how much do you have to like smoking crack to like film yourself doing it and like? <laughs> like like keep those videos i don't know isn't maybe that's the crack speaking like you know it's like i've on crack i'm gonna record it have you heard of tiktok like there's so many <laughs> dumb videos where it's just people doing selfies and like yeah. clearly under the like the, the your mom's house podcast has made a career out of people on drugs recording themselves on doing stupid things yeah 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 good call good, good call good point <laughs> oh thanks dude um so i I, I have mixed feelings about this too. Like the let, let me play this clip. I I I feel like I kind of want to gather my thoughts. Let me play this next clip. So this is a voicemail that was found. So those two videos they speak for themselves, right? It's, it's, the, the, yeah, yeah, I think so. So this is a voicemail that was on Hunter's phone, uh, and it's the president saying. Well, so this is the way it was alleged by someone who probably hates Mr. Brandon. Um, they said, remember Joe Biden said he didn't know anything about Hunter's foreign business dealings. So I guess keep that in mind and listen to this. I, I don't see a direct connection. I think this is, um, more benign than they're making that sound. 
Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. So he's talking about an article with the Times, uh, and he says, you know, I think the article that's being released, I think he did a good job. It's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. It's good. I think you're clear. I think and, you're uh, clear. Anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. So people have a, I, I think that their point is the word, I think you're clear, right? Does that imply like, as opposed to being in hot water still, or what, what does that mean to you? What does I think you're clear mean? Or am I reading onto the wrong part of that? Does it mean something else? Like what is that about his business dealings? I know that was the, the, the topic of the interview that he was in. Yeah. When he says, I think you're clear. I think he, he's saying that he thinks that he's, you know, in the clear, like he's okay. I see. Like I thought he was saying, I think you made your point clearly. Oh, <clears throat> hmm. maybe it could be interpreted that well, way. I guess. Okay. Either way. Can I just say a uh, very old man thing to do to say the date and time that you left the message and your voicemail already stamps that. <laughs> Thursday, 15 p.m. Just wanted to say I love you. And I think says the clear. podcast that says the date that it's recorded at the time, which doesn't matter. That's because, different, though, because, because we, people need we're to know trying the to point out that saying. if something happened news-wise. That's, that we that's why we about. do it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I wrote that. <laughs> but sure, that's why. That's why. Um, yeah. So, man, I just, I really have mixed feelings on this. I, I feel like, well, I feel like we, what? Uh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. Well, I feel like we should definitely be concerned that the president's son seems to be a excessive, raging. yeah, raging drug addict that, you know, spends a lot of his times with sex workers, which could potentially make him a risk. I don't know, Alan. That seems like a vulnerability in a security apparatus, don't you think? Well, it's not like he's in the cabinet. You know, it's not like he's a yeah, know, right? It's not like he's going on uh, Fox News as a contributor and like, right? Yeah, I know. So right? If he was on MSNBC, like preaching about you know the stuff that his dad's telling him to do, and this came out, I would I would care more. That's different. I yeah. would care more. Like that seems like more consequence, but it's not unconsequential. It's not like well, I mean, no, not, it's not unconsequential. Yeah. But clearly, this is a guy who struggled with addiction and has for a long time. I mean, he documented himself in his own book. <laughs> yeah, um, he, yeah, and I, as Alan previously mentioned, every video, everything every, every he video, documented he it himself. It, yeah. yeah, it's like so, Hunter Thompson over there. Like we're gonna get the right. whole thing. Gonzo journalism. <laughs> so yeah, it, it is concerning. Hunter Thompson, I, I think, Hunter oh, Biden. I see what you did there. I I, I imagine that uh, should the Republicans take the the House and the Senate in twenty two, that we might see some investigations uh, into this. Um, but honestly, from what I've seen so far. I don't see any direct correlation to his father as far as business. There's okay, yeah, there's but I should. Stuff. But why wouldn't you be more concerned about that though, right? Like if this came out with one of the Trump's kids, it would be like, hey, we need to get to the bottom of this because we're suspicious about his other businesses, and we have rumblings about his tie with ten percent for the big guy. Like I, sure. I, I'm, I don't mean to come on here and say catchphrases of the right. Like I, that's concerning. That's concerning. And the entire Trump presidency, I was justified Mueller and all that other shit by saying you don't want to know. I definitely want to know. Like I want to know. Yeah. So like I want to know here. And like I fucking always say, if something comes out of this, excuse me, I got excited early. If something <laughs> comes out of this, like I always say, see, said it there. Mm. 
every president deserves to be impeached. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if I think that we got lucky that this guy won instead of the last one. Like, no, I don't. I'm by okay. Maybe this is the benefit of me being a non two party person, uh, non-binary political figure. But I think that all politicians that have gotten to that level of office, I think you can bring suspicion up that is worthy of them going through an impeachment process. Like we all know it won't make it through the Senate. So who the fuck cares? Like, (laughs) but all presidents deserve to have an impeachment. And if they find something from this and, and it turns out that he has connections with business dealings with his son and his payments from either the Chinese uh, connections or that outfit as Biden would say that he was involved <laughs> with in Ukraine. I think that, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then well, you know what, Alan, and then Alan, he, Biden wouldn't be allowed to run for president. I think the Democrats should want him to get impeached so that they wouldn't have to fucking deal with it. They just got to do it after the midterms. Oh, that's so, my big conspiracy. <laughs> so, well, so definitely the end of the show. I do want to know. About oh, I just hit all the buttons. I'm sorry. What? I said definitely censoring and I do want to know about it specifically. So there's a difference, I think, between trading on your last name, which I'm sure he did. And I'm sure most politicians kids do. Um, Sometimes they and, make it into but, the cabinet. But there's a difference between that and then selling access. Right. Uh-huh. If, if So oh, like if, getting billions by MBS by being the son in law of the president. Right. How right. many billions? Like two billion. Uh. I think it's one billion. Okay. Oh, what am I? Only one billion. Yeah. That's you know, uh, pocket change. So um, I think there's a difference between trading on his name and then if if actually you know funneling money to his father or arranging meetings with people uh, for his father when he was serving as vice president in the Obama administration. Um, Obviously, if if that if any of that is true, then that's a serious that's Mm -hmm. a serious issue and that should be brought to light. And persecuted. I mean, or prosecuted. And and persecuted, <laughs> hung up on a cross. Yeah, yeah. Three <laughs> days later, they stab him with a spear. I've read my Bible. Um, indeed. indeed. Oh, that was a good time for an indeed. I lost my show sheet. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm back. Um, well, that's that's kind of it. I had another clip. They, they played a clip from him saying that he's not involved in his son's business dealings. And I was just going to say, how is this tied to that? And I don't think I have to play that now, right? Yeah, they covered right. it. Um, although speaking of Hunter Biden, I mean, speaking of Ukraine, let's play this clip from the book, the road to unfreedom. We've been playing some excerpts of this every once in a while. This is the book Alan recommended to me. Who's the author? Tim, Tim, uh, shit. Why am I blanking? Tim Curry is such a great voice. (laughs) Tim Curry, I found out he does audiobook readings, and I'm just like, dude, I mean, I'm going to go out of my way and just listen to books that I know Tim Curry read. Like, I don't even... Nice. Like, Bridges of Madison County by Tim Curry, I'm in. Like <laughs> Tim Snyder. Tim Snyder, that's right. Uh, yeah. So this is chapter five, around the hour 20 mark of chapter five. Uh, I, I, I must have stopped playing on this um, at this point, like right before this line came out, I had stopped playing. I, I got through all my podcasts on Friday because I listen to 13 hours of podcasts a day. So you don't know. And I was like, well, if I'm done with podcasts, I should finish Road Down on Freedom. I know I have a little bit of time left on it. And this literally was what played when it started. Relative power could, however, be gained by weakening others, by invading Ukraine to keep it away from Europe, for example. The concurrent information war was meant to weaken the EU and the United States. What Europeans and Americans had that Russians lacked were integrated trade zones and predictable politics with respected principles of succession. If these could be damaged, 
Russian losses would be acceptable since enemy losses would be still greater. In strategic relativism, the point is to transform international politics into a negative-sum game where a skillful player will lose less than everyone else. Let me play the rest of that after. So when he says negative sum game, what's a phrase that we like to use a lot here because we're uh, nuanced thinkers and actually right, intellectuals. Zero sum game is yeah. something we, we usually use. Uh, negative sum, everybody loses. Well, we don't uh, like so, zero sum games either. And that's the problem is a lot of people look at the world as a zero sum situation. Where only one person wins and one. So one side wins, one side loses. There's right, no compromise right. where both can win. Negative sum is everybody loses. You just have to lose less. Um, so by sort of painting the, the West um as being a you know degenerate political situation and also by influencing the politics Mm -hmm. in any way they can to um to to um create more division um politically um in the west then they can point to that and say look you don't want that you don't want that like yeah maybe this isn't great but you know that's what china's been doing yeah exactly same thing yeah um yeah it's so interesting though like and 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 they said like it drags the world into a negative sum game where you win by losing less than anyone else like whew. there's people actively making that world a reality right now or attempting to yes that's 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 an enemy of anyone like that's the enemy definitely is it right to feel aggressed upon then i think so Okay. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, the aggression has been there. That's what the. Um, that's what they've been trying to do with social media. Um, that's aggression. I mean, right. So, I mean, you'd have to be more of a pacifist than I am to not see that that way. I guess is what I'm getting at. I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah, I suppose. That's I, true. I think I'm quite a pacifist. You're quite a pacifist. I can I can say that. Thanks, Dick. With some, uh, I don't know why I thought it was an insult. Sincerity. Okay. Why is respects, that? A... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I dabbled in pacifism once. <laughs> in some respects, Russia did lose its war in Ukraine. No memorable case for Russian culture was made by the peoples of the Caucasus and Siberia journeying for hundreds or thousands of kilometers to kill Ukrainians who spoke Russian better. This was after Crimea, before this book was written two years ago or a year ago. Than they did. Right. The Russian annexation of Crimea and sponsorship of the Lugansk People's Republic and Donetsk People's Republic did complicate Ukraine's foreign relations. Even so, the frozen conflict was a far cry from the disintegration of Ukraine discussed in Russian policy papers and the massive expansion suggested by Novorossiya. Ukraine fielded an army while holding free and fair elections. Russia fielded an army as a substitute for such. I can't the the prescience of like having that written before this war took place. And that's that's not prescience and I don't know if that's even how you pronounce that word. Prescience? No it is. Yeah. And that's it like is. foresightedness? Yes. I just pick uh, yeah, up I mean, words. I'm going to look it he, up while you say whatever you're saying. He's been studying that area of the world for decades at this point. Um he has a I think a really good handle on, on <laughs> knowing something before there. it takes place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were right. I told you. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think he has a really good handle on kind of that that area of the world and sort of the, the geopolitics that are at play there. Uh, he understands the actors pretty well. Yeah, and he's so, the first to say Ukraine's a corrupt as fuck government. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. But 
still a government. Yeah, I mean, right. Still, they have elections. They right. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. And and yeah. not to say like they have elections. Like they have elections that are recognized by the world to be mostly free and fair. Meanwhile, right. you can't say the same about Russia. Not at all. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for me, bud. I just got a, I guess I'll ask you a question and get out of here. I've, I've got one that's actually really appropriate. Okay. I feel like we forgot about this. Do you remember when, when Vladimir Putin stole Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring? I don't remember this. No. Really? No. It was like 2013 or 20. He stole his Super Bowl ring? They were at a party and uh-huh. he showed him, I, I, maybe it was in like 2016. And I mean, here, hold on. You look it up while I tell you, um, the, just to get the age, the the timeline. So Robert Kraft's at a party after the Super Bowl, not like right after, sometime in the future. And he's like, hey, that's a really nice ring. Putin says, hey, that's a really nice ring you got there. Robert Kraft's the owner of the Patriots. So like, fuck this guy anyways, right? Uh, and he's like, oh, let me see that. And he looks at it and he puts it on his hand and he's like, that's cool. And just doesn't acknowledge it and never gives it back. And Robert Kraft, the... Uh, a tactful human being that he is recognized that this was not the moment to create an international incident and demand his property back from the head of state of a borderline adversary. Like, like that's yeah. the facts on this, but except for the year, what year was it? Uh, so he talked, he's talking about it in 2013, but I think it yep. actually happened. Um, it happened in 2005. They can't, they, they spoke with the government and they were like, we uh, they talked to the State Department and they're like, "We're in, that was your fault." Like, you know, th- that is your fault. That's fucking your fault. Like, if you're on a street corner and some guy's like, "Hey, that's a nice watch. Can I see it?" You don't fucking let him see it. You don't let anyone see it. Like, you definitely don't take it off and hand it to him. No, I, but I mean, I guess I, hold on. At a dinner party with heads of state, hold on. That's shit that like gang members yeah. do. Like mob bosses do that as like a power flex because he could get that ring. He could have one made. He wanted that one. Yeah, he wanted that one. <laughs> wild, man. There's actually a tweet from the official NFL Twitter uh, in January of 2017 that says Robert Kraft only has three of his four Super Bowl rings. Vladimir Putin has the other. How did this happen? And it links to a story. Yeah. And then the State Department was like, hey, NFL, stop it. We don't yeah. need an international <laughs> incident. Please shut the fuck up. So wild. Uh, snitches get no stitches. Idea. The comp- I didn't remember that story comp- at all. Yeah. Man. Well, it felt weird doing this on a Monday, but I rather liked it. I liked it. This was fun. Yeah. It was good. All right, dude. Well, I'm going to get out of here since we recorded early and maybe watch some television instead of just falling asleep. Nice. Oh, and then we can talk about media. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good uh, Friday show, which may come out a little early. We'll see. But I hope you all like this coming out a day early. Let us know what you think about the schedule. If we can, we could record on Mondays in the future. Like and subscribe in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Five stars. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Come, come, come. Come in the name of peace. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady. (laughs) Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. God bless the United States. (laughs) Now this is podcasting.